In, Pasuk, is, uh, in the Pasuk that talks about that's uh, sort of at the conclusion of what happened at, a, at the dedication of the Mishkan, the inauguration of the Mishkan by Yom Shmini on the eighth day, it says there that after having brought the Korban Machatos and Oila and Shlomim, which he had been commanded to do, by Yisa Aaron as Yodav, Aaron lifted up his hands, by Yevorchim, and he blessed the Yidden, he gave a blessing to the Yidden, by Yedid Masay Sachatos, and then he went, he went down from having prepared, uh, offered the Chatos and the Shlomim and so on. Shtotzach Rashi Yevayevorchim, so Rashi quotes the words from the Posig Vayevorchim, the word, when he's Mefarish, and he explains which blessing did he give them, Birchas Kayanim, that which we know as Birchas Kayanim, the blessing of the Kayanim, and he gives the first word of each pasuk. The Mokafinim Pirush is what's the source of this of this uh, explanation as Rashi gives it. We state in the Rashi as the commentators on Rashi say that this comes from Teiras Kainim. The source of it is Teiras Kainim. When the Kama Mekayim is is Mivor, and in a number of places in Shas it explains as from the pasuk Vayisa Aaron as Yoda Vayevarchem that from the pasuk that says. That Aaron lifted up his hands and he gave the blessing to the Yidden. Learned ben up kamadinim in birchas and we learn a number of of dinim as they apply to birchas because it describes birchas here and it says, for instance, that he lifted up his hands. So we know from this that the kainim have to lift up their hands as well as other things that are derived from the way the psukim here are taught. But we have to understand as the Ramban indeed asks Rashi is what does he do as he explained himself that he only looks for the simple direct meaning of the Pasuk and when we look at, when we come from that perspective the mitzvah of Birchus Kayanim and the Psukim Yerecha Yor Yisa and those Psukim which make up Birchus Kainim, Yevarechacha, Hashem Yishmerecha, and so on. But Rashi brings that up, which Rashi quotes here, those three words from the first word of, the, of each bracha, of each pasuk. State esh better in Parshanose. The whole thing only appears later in Parshanose, which is in Chumash Bamidbar. Hein Vikim learners, how could we say, Leitin Derech Abshat, at least from a perspective of Pshat, of the simple meaning? As the Vayavarchim does give them that when Aaron gave a bracha over here, which is long before it seems, long before they were given the mitzvah of Birchas Kainim, long before the Torah records that mitzvah and the language of the bracha, how can we say that that's what he said here? It's it hap- that happened much later. The Ramban So the Ramban wants to answer it in this way: as the that the parsha even though it's recorded much later in the Torah, is gizagiv But it was actually said by Hashem to Moshe much earlier, far than by before this event of Yomashmini. In other words, they were given the mitzvah even before the Mishkan was dedicated. Uh, as it says in fact in, there in Parsha Nosei right after giving the bracha uh, giving the mitzvah of Birchus Kainim and the Psukim Yivarecha Yoyer and Yisa it says there it goes into an, an entire description of what happened when Moshe finished uh, erecting the Mishkan and what happened the Karbonis that were brought and so on by the Nesim which all that took place in on this day that we're talking about now so from this the Ramban says we see that actually the bracha the mitzvah of Birchus Kainim was given on that eighth day but it's only recorded in the Torah later and we know that there is no there is no chronological order to the Torah not necessarily Rashi learned, but it's very difficult to say that Rashi also subscribes to this answer that the Ramban gives. Because if it were so, Rashi sort of at least alluded to it, he should have said it somewhere as the that the is written out of the chronological order. It appears in Nosei, which is much later in time 
than the Shmini Limeluyim. And Rashi should have uh, explained that. Rengendiktem klal ein muktem amuchavatayra. And also explaining, because he, he should give us the rule that since there is no chronological order in the Taira, that's why it, it can appear later. But in fact, it happened earlier. He should have told us that. And Oib Rashi nemt on as Pashat Bechuskeim is nishkizagivarim beishpeter. And if, on the other hand, we assume, we accept that Rashi agrees that Birchus Kainim was not said out of order. In other words, it was said over there further in time during the whatever time period Parsha Nasa is. Zok Hatagadaft learning Kipirisha Ramban as the Vivarchan does Nish Birchus Kainim. So then he should have, as the Ramban asks, then this bracha over here, Vayavarchim of Aaron, which comes before the mitzvah Birchus Kainim, according to this view of it. Then this couldn't have been Birchus Kainim because how would he even know Birchus Kainim? Is Nish Birchus Kainim not a bracha but rather it should be interpreted as being some other bracha, but Aaron not Eden that the Aaron found necessary to give the the Yidin at that time a bracha that he found appropriate for that time. At the time when he concluded his service Avaid in the in the Mishkan for the very first time which was on the Yom HaShmini, on the day of the inauguration of the Mishkan, similar to what we find that Shleim HaMelech did when he was dedicating, uh, inaugurating the, Be- the Beis HaMikdash, he also gave a blessing to the Yidin. So it, Rashi should accept, should, it should be his opinion that since Birchus Kainim did not exist yet at this time, then he, he must have given some bracha that he found appropriate for the time. <coughs> Some Mepharshim say that how do we, why does Rashi find it necessary to say that Vayavarchim was Birchus Kainim and not some other bracha? Is from them, was Dawad Blois Aaron Gebenstieden, is from the fact that it was only Aaron that gave the bracha. As there is under Ishtatfus from Moshe without the participation of Moshe Rabbeinu. It says only Aaron gave the bracha. And distinct from the bracha that was given in the, I think, in the very next pasuk, where it says, There it says, Moshe and Aaron both came and gave the bracha. Here it was only Aaron. And is the fun verstandig? So from this we understand as the bracha that this bracha that he gave is somehow connected specifically to Aaron. When the far is Rashi Mefarish, does is given Birchus Kainim, and that's why what bracha is specific to Aaron Birchus Kainim, and that's why Rashi is, accepts, assumes that it was Birchus Kainim. And since that was the day that Aaron was inaugurated to do the Aveda, that was the first time that he did the Aveda. And he also for the very first time, did Birchus Kainim, which is a similar, similar to Yavayde of the Karbonas. It is specific to the Kainim. It's a, one of the services that they have to do. So therefore, that's why Rashi assumes that this was Birchus Kainim, because it was only Aaron that gave it, as opposed to the later bracha, which was given by Moshe and Aaron together. But even though it's true that it seems clear that this bracha hata shaychet stafket zaharin that uh, this we need to we it seems clear that this bracha was specific to Aaron and that's why he was the only one that said it is nachal shver tzazon it's still difficult to say does it birchus kainim that this was in fact birchus kainim noisav alanal in addition to the questions that we asked before as the tzivah birchus kainim state esh and pashanosay that the birchus kainim only came up much later in pashanosay. But in addition to that, there's more questions. Number one, if this was the first time that he was being inaugurating the mitzvah of Nisiz then there should have been somewhere in the instructions to Moshe Rabbeinu about what needs to be done in the Mishkan on that very first day there should have been an instruction from Hashem to Moshe that he should teach Aaron to do Berchus Kainim. 
Punkt wie Moshe hat angesagt, Aranef Alech Yenachad, weil it's just like Moshe Rabbeinu transmitted the command of Hashem to Aaron, Hashem said, do this, and Hashem said, do that. And he went through all the different Avedas that Aaron was meant to do. But Aaron had getan yerem tog, that Aaron did on that day. So it should have included also an instruction to get to do berches kainim. Another question. Nesiyas kapayim is the chamitzes es of yedin kain. Duchening is not specific to Aaron. That is a mitzvah for every kain. So then why didn't the sons of Aaron, why didn't they participate in this blessing that Aaron gave to the Yidin? They also need to be inaugurated into Nesiyah's Kapayim. Or if you, don't, if you want to say not as an inauguration uh, you know, ceremony, but at least just to fulfill the mitzvah that they have, that they should do Berchus Kayanim, they too should have participated in that bracha that Aaron was giving. Just like we find in the Psukim that the sons of Aaron participated with Aaron in many of the Avaidas that he was doing on that day. So why wouldn't they be part of this Avaida too? The Birchus Kayanim. A third question. On the eighth day of Meluyim, Moshe too was a Kayan on that day. He had the status of a Kayan for that day. As Rashi already has explained to us, that on the eighth day, they were all equal, meaning Moshe and Aaron and the Kayan were all equal. They were all Kayanim on that day. Although later, Moshe, there's a Bachleikas actually, whether later Moshe was still considered a Kayan or not, but on that day everybody agrees that he was a Kayan. Is Emes as Moshe at Nishgedaf Tom Kenchinuch Lunasiyas Kapayim? And it's true that Moshe did not have to have training or inauguration to Nasiyas Kapayim because he wasn't going to be doing it after this day. Aber Favazal Lazich Nishmishtatev Zain in the Nasiyas Kapayim from them talk. But why should he be left out of the of the duchening of that day? That day he was a kohen. He should be participating as well. And especially according to the way Rashi explains it, Moshe Rabbeinu was the the one that did all of the regular daily avodas that happened on the eighth day as well. And it was only Aaron. And it wasn't Aaron that did the regular daily, like let's say the carbon tomid and the ktairis and the lighting of the menorah and so on, in the morning at least. So Moshe did all those Avedas, not Aaron. What did Aaron do? He did the ones that were specific to this day. The inauguration, there were certain carbonists that were brought specifically for the inauguration. They weren't going to be done again. That's what Aaron did, but all the other ones Moshe did. So, Birchus Kayanim, Moshe Rabbeinu should have at least should have participated in the Birchus Kayanim as well. So, therefore, it's difficult for all these questions, it's difficult to say that because this was the day that Birchus Kayanim was being inaugurated, therefore, Aaron, it was specific to Aaron and he did it. For many reasons, his son should have participated, Moshe should have participated. It wasn't necessarily specific to him. Gimel. After he says, Rashi explains that the blessing that he gave them was Birchus Kainim, is Rashi Moisif Kanal. Rashi adds, as we mentioned before, Yivarechacha Yoir Yisa. Is Tamur, so we have to understand about this as well. Bimafarshim Fregnas, in fact, many of the commentaries ask, Why does Rashi have to add the words of Birchus Kainim? It's obvious even for a child. That that's what Birchus Kainim is. The child says it every morning. He hears Duchening. Everybody knows what Birchus Kainim is. Why does Rashi have to spell out what Birchus Kainim is? Even if we want to try to explain. As Rashi, as the Talmud vase from them. That Rashi doesn't want to rely on the fact that the student must know this. And the reason he doesn't want to rely on the fact that the student knows it is because it hasn't come up in the Chumash yet. As we said that it only comes up in Nasei. So in Chumash he hasn't seen it yet. Even if, he, if you say that he doesn't, he's not sure that the, this kid knows 
once you know that it's via recha, of course the child knows the rest. Why does he have to spell out each and every bracha? So some commentaries explain. That these three words, may he bless you, may he illuminate you, may he uh, lift you up, so to speak, or lift up his gaze upon you, are they correspond to the three carbonas to the three carbonas which are listed mentioned here in the Pasuk the ones that Aaron brought as a part of the inauguration which were the sin offering and oila complete, uh, completely burnt uh, carbon and shlomin how do these three words correspond to those carbonas by What's the end of the bracha? You shall keep you safe. Which keep you safe can easily be interpreted. You shall keep you safe from sin. That you shouldn't, they shouldn't come to have to bring a karmachatos. They shouldn't come to sin. That's what it means that he should keep you safe. That corresponds to karmachatos. Yoir is connected oila. The word Yor corresponds to the carbon oila was kumtal which comes. Oila comes for something that you thought that was sinful. Achet adam, a sin which involves the intellect, which is what illuminates a person. A human being is illuminated by intellect. That's what makes us outstanding. So therefore, Yor talks about something which an oila which has to be brought for having sinned in your mind on Yisa and the word Yisa that bracha ends with he shall um, give you peace that corresponds to the word to the karma shlamim the shlamim is meant to bring peace in the world as uh, Rashi says already before when the fun learned men up and because these three words correspond to the three carbonas that were brought, that's how they know as the bracha is given that this bracha that Aaron gave was not like the bracha that Shleim Amalek gave, which was appropriate for the time, nor Birchus but there was specifically Birchus Kainim, while Dafke di brachas and Amasim to the carbonas, which they endure impossible because these three brachas correspond to the three carbonas that were brought at that time. <coughs> but it's very difficult to say that this is what Rashi means this is the proof that Rashi has that this was because this is something this is a very um, non-obvious hint in the words of Shlomim and, uh, the words of the Karbanas and in the words of the Brachas if this is what Rashi meant he certainly would have pointed us in that direction he would have said this corresponds to this so that we can understand why he knows that, that the Birchus Kainim is based on the, on the Karbonus he wouldn't leave that hanging that we should somehow come up with, us, with this on our own so therefore to say that Rashi means this this is more like a drush Remez, you know, a different type of learning, but Pshutosh Mikra doesn't lend itself to this kind of very removed interpretation. Dalid. Then Noach Stolzach Rashi. Then Rashi brings another, there's another Rashi, which he quotes the words of Mvart Vayered, and he came down on his Mitharish, and he explains, Me'ala Mizbeach. He came down from the Mizbeach. He was on the Mizbeach. And he came down from Adinizbeach. Davin Fashtains, we have to understand in regards to this Rashi too. In Posik Shtet Beferish, the Posik clearly spells out, Vayeded Me'asoyis He came down from having done the Chatos and the Shlomim and the Oila and the Shlomim. Vasasiyas Achatos, that what does it mean to do the Chatos? Is the Chatos Of course, that's on the Mizbeach. That's where the blood is sprinkled, that's where the, uh, it's burnt and so on. 
as he mentioned before, that all of this happens on the Mizbeach. So what does Rashi accomplish by telling us that he came down was from the Mizbeach? If it says in the passage that he came down from doing the, the Chattas, then where did he do the Chattas? On the Mizbeach. Obviously it means he came down from the Mizbeach. What does he add by saying from the Mizveach that we wouldn't already know from just re- a simple reading of the Pasuk? There are some commentaries that say, as the Midvil Rashi Bavarin, that Rashi wants to teach us, that we shouldn't think the order in which it's written in the Pasuk is he gave them a blessing and he went down from the Mizbeach, from the Mizbeach. he went down from doing the Chattos so what he's trying to tell us this would lead us to think that when did he go down from the Mizbeach after he gave the Bracha because that's the order in which it comes in the Pasuk so Rashi is telling us no that's not how it happened what it means is that he came down before he gave the Bracha what what it was Damal if we would have thought that he came down if we were to assume that he came down from the if from the uh, Mizbeach after he gave the blessing, that would leave the question, why does the Torah have to tell us that after he finished doing everything, he finished the Garbanus, he finished he finished giving the bracha, then he came down. Why does the Torah have to tell us that? After it's already not necessary to say he came down. It would be obvious that after he finished doing everything, he has nothing left to do on the so he came down. Why does the Torah have to point that out? So therefore, we must say that there is something being taught here in the in the pasuk by he came down. What is it teaching? The coming down was that he came down from the Mizbeach. What was he doing on the Mizbeach? He was bringing Karbonus on the Mizbeach. But, sin, but what he means to say is that the Karbonus happened before the, uh, before the blessing. As the Parsha says, they did the, the Karbonus and then he gave the blessing. And this is what the Pasuk is trying to teach us, that that when he lifted up his hands to give the blessing, and he gave the blessing, happened after he came down from the Mizbeach, from, the, from having done the Karbanas. In other words, what the Torah is trying to point out is that the order is this. He finished doing the, the Karmachatas and the, the Karbanas. He came down from the Mizbeach and then he gave the Bracha even though the order in the Pasuk would indicate that it was the other way around. But then why say that he came down from the Mizbeach? If he had finished everything then there's no need to tell us that he went home or he came down. So therefore by the Torah pointing out that he came down it means to point out that he came down from the Mizbeach and then he gave the blessing. And this would actually fit with what the Teres Kainim says, I from Pasuk on this Pasuk, as Hareza Pasuk Mesuras, that this is actually a Pasuk that is written out of order. And what should have actually been said, the way it happened, and this is perhaps how the Pasuk should have written it, what it, what it means to say is that he came down from doing the Karbanas. And then he lifted up his hands to give the bracha. That's what the Torah's Kainim actually says. And we know that Rashi already is familiar, has made us familiar with the idea that Sukkim sometimes speak out of order. It would seem that it was uh, the other way around, but the Pasuk puts it in a certain way for whatever reason. We know already that this could happen. That's what happened over here too. And that's what Rashi is pointing out by telling us that why say this? He points us, he, he focuses in on 
he came down from his Bech, which means obviously after he finished the Karbanas, and then he went and gave the blessing. Then he gave the blessing. But according to this explanation of why Rashi says it, it says that, is Tzorochi in God, we have another great question, vile, because in addition to the fact that we don't easily rely on the answer that eh, it's a pasuk that's written out of order if you want, when you're explaining simple pshat that, is a, a, that doesn't flow smoothly with simple pshat if there's a medrash you want to say or something, another way of teaching then it could it fits in better but pshat doesn't lend itself to writing things out of order. So that's why it's not our first fallback position is not it's a mikra masuras. And if Rashi would have meant that, he would have pointed out that the coming down was before he gave the blessing, even though it's written out of order, because there is a mikra masuras, it is an acceptable way of looking at a pasuk. He would have had to point that out. As in the previous time that he points this out, he finds it necessary to point it out. Why wouldn't he point it out here? He would have. But in addition to this question, is there's another question which is even more important. <coughs> Number one, in the Vertame Alam is Rashi Gitsu Tsum Loshna Posik, in the words that Rashi adds to the Posik that he from the Mizbeach, that he went down from the Mizbeach. When Rashi says simply, he came down from on the Mizbeach, what does that teach us? It doesn't seem to be alluding to anything. It doesn't give any hint of anything else happening. All it is telling us, Rashi's words, came down from the Mizbeach, that's all it's telling us, he came down from the Mizbeach. And this we know from the Pasuk itself. As the Pasuk says, he came down from doing the Chatos, which means he came down from the Mizbeach, where he had been doing the Chatos. So Rashi doesn't seem to be alluding to anything more than that. It's just a simple explanation of where he came down from. Why does he have to tell us that simple explanation, which is clearly stated in the Pasuk? Another thing, giving birchas kainim is not something that happens on the mizbeach. That's not one of the things that is done on the mizbeach. Is when the vertov yered masoyz volten klal nish gestanen. So if let's say the pasuk hadn't written at all, and he came down from doing having done the chatos, it would have simply said he finished the chatos and he gave a bracha. We would have also assumed that when did the bracha take place? After he finished with the karbanas, as the Pasuk actually says. He did, he did the karbanas, and then it goes on to say, without having to tell us that he, he uh, came down from the Mizbeach, or he came down from doing the Chatas, if that old Pasuk hadn't said, it just said he did the chatos and he did the oil and he did the shlamim and he gave a bracha. What would we have assumed? That he gave the bracha after he finished with the karbonus, which means which means obviously after he came down from the mizbeach. So without having to say that whole pasuk, we would have assumed that anyway. So why does anything have to be said? So therefore, something else is going on here. Rashi is clearly saying something else other than what the those Mefarshim are saying. The Bir Bacholzeh. Hey, to explain all this. Tosfos Rashi is Mefarish Vayavarchem Birchus Kainim. The reason Rashi explains that Vayavarchem is Birchus Kainim, Mainten nor Kipshutei Mamish. He's he's simply saying exactly what he's saying, which is Nishmekayim Zaynam Mitzvah from Birchus Kainim. He doesn't mean to say that they were hereby for the very first time fulfilling the mitzvah of Birchus Kainim. That's not what he's talking about. 
because that first comes up in Parshanasi. So that's not what was happening here by Shminili Meluyim, that here was Aram for the very first time doing, you know, a trumpet roll, drum roll, he's doing Berchus for the first time. That's not what Rashi is saying. Nor as, rather, what is he saying? Aram, Velchad, Givold, Benshin, Eden, Besiyam, Avedasi. Aram, who, when he finished doing the Aveda for the very first day, he wanted to give a bracha, Kidla Kaman, as will be explained soon. He thought about it and he said, What kind of a blessing should I give the, the people? And he came up with the idea to give these three psukim. These are the ones that he wanted to give. Not that he had a, a mitzvah of Birchus Kayanim. No, not yet. But he chose these words to use for the, for the blessing that he wants to give, which happens to be Birchus Kayanim. Because that which is found in Birchus Kayanim happens to fit in perfectly with the very things that Aaron wanted to convey in a blessing to the Yidin for this occasion. In other words, he was doing something similar to what Shleimah Malach was doing. He was giving a bracha that was appropriate for the time. He thought about it and came up with these words with the very words of Birchus Kainim because they fit perfectly with what was happening as will be explained and that's for the reason why Rashi spells out as the is given that's why Rashi doesn't leave it as Birchus Kainim rather he points out the, ver- the words that Aaron used because it's the words of Birchus Kainim which are important here not the fact that it's Birchus Kainim because these three words express the very things that Aaron wanted to include in his bracha to the Yidden at this time. As will be explained a little further on. Midvos Aaron had gevold benchen Yidden demot. What is it that Aaron wanted to convey in a bracha to the Yidden at that time? Is moving bepashtus leipirish Rashi. We can understand that simply from the way the things that Rashi has already told us. The Mechuvah for Mishkan is doch. What was the whole idea of the Mishkan? What was it all about? Kimafurish Bekra, as the Pasig actually spells it out, they shall make for me a Mikdash, and I will dwell amongst them. As a Zalzayna Shrasashkina Mishkan, that the Hashkina should come down and dwell in the Mishkan. In order to bring about that the Shechina should descend upon the Mishkan, wasn't enough. The regular stuff that goes on every day in the Mishkan, that was the first day, of course. In, in practice, they did it for seven days as a, just to practice. But this was the first day that it was officially being done, formally being done. And they were doing the regular stuff that is going to happen from now on every single day as well. But that was not going to bring the Shechina down into the Mishkan. What they did on the, uh, on the first day when the Mishkan was built has been recorded already in Parsha Pekudai because it talks about Moshe Rabbeinu. They brought the Mishkan to Moshe Rabbeinu and he put it together, he put it up, and then they went ahead and did the Aveda. So that's what happened on the first day the Pasuk says over there that it happened on Rishchidosh Nisan and it goes ahead and tells us all the regular Avedah that happens in the Mishkan and it happened on that day too but that is not what brought about Ashra's Ashkina nor is Gemuzayin but rather what had to happen is V'yashteitin Onei Fununza said as it says at the very beginning of our Seder Zeh Hashem Tasu this is the thing that you need that Hashem commanded that you should do and then Hashem's glory will be will come down into the Mishkan only when you do these following things what are the following things as Rashi points out there what are those things that he's talking about it's the Karbonus and the Aveda that Aram was going to be doing at this time because Aaron is the one that is worthy and important enough 
that it's by his bringing these karbonos and his doing these avodah, these services for that in reward for that the shechina will come down amongst you and you will know that Hashem has chosen it that this is the that this is the place this Aaron he's the one that does it the, the Mishkan is the place where Hashem is going to dwell but it has to be these things that Aaron is going to be doing in other words those karbonas that he was going to be doing at that time the chatas and the oila and so on when the mit is verstandig so then we understand why Aaron wanted to give this blessing to the Yidin at the end at the conclusion of this Aveda that he did at the end of the work on the Mishkan, when they put together the Mishkan, they, they built it and they fashioned it and so on, and then they put it together. What do we find there? As Moshe had gebenched the Eden, Moshe gave a blessing to the Eden, may it be the will of Hashem, that the Shechina should dwell in your handiwork. All the work that you did, it should be worthy that Hashem should come down and be there in the things that you built for him. As Durch Vasil Migdash, that by us, the Yidden, having fulfilled the mitzvah of make for me a Mikdash, it should lead to Hashem will dwell amongst us. And therefore we understand that's that's the bracha that Moshe Rabbeinu gave them at the end of building the Mishkan. So we understand as we bowed, Avaidas Aaron Bayemashmini that since it was the Avaid of Aaron on this eighth day, is the Avaid of Azdaf Uifton the Ashrashina Bapayil is the catalyst which is going to make that Ashrashina happen actually happen. So then there too there there needs to be a bracha, a blessing and a prayer to Hashem that it should have the desired effect and the Shina should dwell amongst us. That the Aveda that Aaron did should have its effect on bringing and bring about the dwelling of the Shekhinah in the Mishkan. So that is obviously the intent of what Aaron meant with his bracha to the Yidin. That's what he wanted to convey in his bracha. Well, at least uh, it seems uh, that you could ask the question. Immediately after Aaron's bracha, it says that Moshe and Aaron came and they gave a, bracha, a blessing to the Yidden. Virasha touched up as Rashi explains. That they said, "May the pleasantness of Hashem be upon us." May it be the will of Hashem that the Shechina should dwell in the in your handiwork. Olachayir, so you could ask the question. Since Aaron had already just given his blessing, that the Shechina should in fact come down and dwell on the Shechina on the Mishkan. Why did Moshe and Aaron have to give the very same bracha once again? Aaron just finished saying that. Why are Moshe and Aaron now together saying that very same idea? Is this concussion? That's not a question. There are two separate things happening. The blessing that Aaron gave on his own was connected to what he had done. The Aveda that he had just done in order to draw down the Shekhinah. That his Aveda should have its accomplishment in an Indian from Ashurat Shekhinah by Poyal that it should in fact bring down the Shekhinah. And if them is mass in the Brach of Abirchus Kainim Kitalakamas Siv Zayin, and for that the words that he used, which were the uh, which turned out later to be the Birchus Kainim, were the appropriate blessing, as will be explained soon. When we talk about the Brach that Moshe and Aaron gave together. After this, after this bracha, which is that the pleasantness of Hashem should be upon us, that Hashem should dwell in your handiwork and what the Yidden had done, is a bracha klolus. That's a more general bracha. At the conclusion of the entire Mishkan project, 
it had started months earlier and they were collecting uh, and bringing and building and fashioning and creating and then they put it all together and this was a long drawn up and then Aaron did the Avaida on the first day of, of the Yemashmini. So in conclusion of that entire project is does and then for the bracha. And as is expressed in the two parts of the bracha, part of it is that the 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 Shekhinah should dwell, come to rest in your handiwork. In other words, uh, acknowledging that the Yidden put it all together, they all worked on it. And the Inoyim Hashem Alekeinu Aleinu and may the pleasantness of Hashem be upon us. Is the Avodah B'Meshach Alosh Meniyim That talks about what was happening during the eight days that they were inaugurating the Mishkan. It was an eight day inauguration, seven days that they kept putting it up, taking it down, and doing karbonas, practicing how to do it. And then on the eighth day was the official inauguration. So there is what you did, what the Yidden contributed, and how they helped. And then there is what we did, in other words, Moshe and Aaron, the things that we've been doing till now. So that was a bracha that was talking about the entire project from beginning till the end. What the Yidden did, and then what was happened during the last eight days, what we did. Now, but the, what Aaron was talking about, his particular contribution to this Hashra he gave a prayer and a blessing that his efforts should be blessed with success. Therefore, there's no question why two brachas were needed. It's two separate, you know, talking about the entire project and then about Aaron's particular uh, participation on that very day. The Zayin. The Tam Favos is Hotzich Fodert. The Avodim Yechedus and Aaron Tzuvtan Shrot Shchina Mishkan. What was the reason that there had to be this personal involvement of Aaron in order to bring about the Ashros Shchina? The Shechina could only come down into the Mishkan afterwards there was a complete and final atonement for the Cheta Egel. Only then could the Ebeshter descend. As Rashi already told us before, as the far the Mishkan Mishkan this is the reason why the Mishkan is called the, the Mishkan of Testimony. Why is it called the Mishkan of Testimony? Because it's testimony that it's, this is a testimony, this testifies for the, on behalf of the Yidden that Hashem has already relented on the sin of the ego. He's already forgiven them because He has come down to dwell amongst them. Obviously, He's forgiven them for the Cheta Ego. That's why it's called the Mishkan of Testimony. It testifies that Hashem has forgiven them for the ego. So when could he dwell there? When the Kudashrosh is going to happen? After the final uh, atonement for the ego. When Virashi brings her up, as Rashi tells us in the Pasuk Shlach, in the next Pasuk, as when Idnom Gizen, Noch Design Yemei that when the Yidn saw after the seven days in which the Mishkan was put up and taken down and so many things were done, as is Noch Nishtaken Yeshua they saw. The Shekhinah hasn't come down. Nothing's happening. We're doing it for seven days in a row. Nothing happened. They said, All of this trouble that we took, all the efforts that we put in, that Hashem should dwell amongst us, and that we should know, we should be told, we should become uh, see that Hashem has finally forgiven us. But nothing's happening. And that's what Aaron was able to bring about through his personal involvement in the Karbonus in the Mishkan on the eighth day. Because the Fad is the Esh, the Karbon from Aaron Given, and Ego ben Bakal Achatas, and that's why the very first Karbon that he brought was a calf for Achatas. What is the reason? To make it known that Hashem forgives him through this calf that he's bringing as a karmachatas on my over his involvement with the eagle in that he was involved that's why this eagle is there to bring atonement for that eagle 
So that was what Aaron was doing. That's why it needed Aaron's involvement to bring about that final atonement for the eagle, and then there could be a shrosashina. And that's why Rashi says over here, after telling us, because in these words from these words express the three points that Aaron was trying to make with his blessing. With this blessing. Point number one, er the Abishta's all the benchin. He should bench you. Hashem should give you a blessing. The erst zach is, and the bracha is nish von Aaron. And the first thing that has to be understood is that I am not giving you a blessing. It's not me, Aaron, that's giving you a blessing. I am conveying the blessing. I'm telling you, I'm giving you a blessing that Hashem should give you a blessing. If it was Aaron that was giving the blessing, then you could respond. There would be an easy response to that a negative response I don't know the Sutton would say since Aaron himself was involved in the Egel how could he be the one to convey a blessing that Hashem should come down because he's forgiven for the Egel how could Aaron give such a blessing that Hashem should forgive for the eagle, he himself was involved. He's tainted by it. So therefore, his very first point that he made was, Nor Aram betas the Abish His point was, I am not giving you a blessing. I beg Hashem to give you this blessing. He should give you the blessing. As the the no, so that's what the first point is. Then the, is the Teichna Bracha is, and then now we're talking about what is the blessing that he's giving. Number two, Yoir, as the Zolzayna Shros Hashchina, that the Shchina should come down, Ha'oros Panim Lamaila, which means, Yoir means to illuminate. When Hashem illuminates his face, it means that he comes down and shows you, he, he reveals himself, he's there for you. That he should show you, he should show you a smiling face, a bright, uh, glowing face. In other words, happiness. There is a it, the, what Hashem was in, it was angry. Now he shows a, fav, a face full of favor, smiling, and so on. That's what Yair means. That's the meaning of the Ashraf Tashkina. In order for this to be able to happen, Aaron goes further and he says, Yisa, as the Abish says, the word Yisa also means to, to bear the sin. In other words, to forgive us. He's willing to accept it. He doesn't have to dwell on it anymore. He accepts it, it's over. That's what Noise Oven means. Yisa means to lift up, also means to carry the sin for us. He doesn't have to worry about it anymore. He doesn't have to dwell on it anymore. Another way of saying he should forgive us for the sin. That he should suppress his anger over it. It's no longer an issue. And to give us atonement for the Oven Eagle. So the words that Rashi tells us. First of all, he says the bracha was not meant as birchas kainim formally, but rather he was looking for a personal bracha that should speak to what he is involved in, his contribution to the inauguration of the Mishkan, which means in order to bring down the Shekhinah. So first he makes the point, it's not me speaking, I ask that Hashem should give you this blessing. Point number two is that he should illuminate, he should show you his smiling face, in other words, dwell amongst you. How is that going to happen? Because Yisro, because he's willing to forgive the sin. Ches al So based on this, now we can also understand Kavanus Rashi, what Rashi means in the Dibra Maschul Shula in the next Rashi, which is Vayered that he came down. And Rashi points out that it was Me Alam is Beach. What does he mean? Rashi main Kepashtus Lushayne. Rashi means to say, as the words imply, as Aaron is ez dan noch vayevorchem arab gigano from his beach. He means to say that when did Aaron da- come down, descend from the mizbeach after the bracha, 
not like those Mepharshim say that it was before the bracha, but that he gave the bracha from on top of the Mizbeach, and only then did he come down. Because the blessing that he gave was when he was still standing on top of the Mizbeach. When the Mitmach Rashi Klor, and Rashi makes it clear, as Dos was Erzokt in the Friedrich and Dibra Masl by Yvorchem, Birchas Kayinim, that when he says, that when Rashi says that he gave them the blessing which means Birchas Kayinim, maintain Nijd Mitzvah from this is Kapayim Ladeiris. He doesn't mean to imply that he was giving for the very first time the Nesiyas Kapayim Duchening as it will, it will happen in the future generations. Because if it was formal Birchas Kayanim, he wouldn't be doing it from on top of the Mizbeach. Nor as is given Abraham Yecheres from Aaron. The reason that he did it when he was on top of the Mizbeach was because this was a personal blessing had nothing to do with Birchas Kayanim, which he would have come down to do it where the appointed place for Birchas Kayanim would have been. It was. But this was not Birchas Kayanim in that sense. It was his personal bracha. And therefore he did it as soon as he finished the Aveda on top of the Mizbeach. And he did it while he was still standing up there. And the blessing came as a natural follow-up to what he was doing at the time on the Mizbeach. As we just explained, that his bracha was that what I just did on the Mizbeach, these three karbonas, should have their desired impact and the Shechina should come down. So he did it as soon as he finished, while he was still standing up there, having just concluded. And therefore it was said immediately after he did the Avedah, and therefore he did it while he was still on top of the Mizbeach. And that's what he's trying, that's what Rashi is also trying to say with these words that he came down from on top of the Mizbeach, if you were to learn this Pasuk, when you read the Pasuk, it would seem to say, to be saying, as the Pasuk will say, as the Pasuk First, he, first it's saying Aaron finished his Aved. Mitasiyas achatos, he did the achatos, and he did the oila, and he did the shlamin. And that's what he's trying to say. He came down means he finished, he concluded the Aved. That's what vayeded me'alam is. But vayetlof is a but if that's what it means, then you have the question, Aaron atachshim friir ge'endig de'akravaz akarbonus. The Pasuk already tells us earlier that Aaron finished the karbonus. So why does he now come and say, and he came down from having done the the chatas and the uh, the oila and the shlamim? A few psukim earlier, it already says that he he did the chatas and so on. So why now, a few psukim later, does he say, and he came down from having done the karbonus? That's a question. If the pasuk is just trying to tell us that he concluded, you know, he finished his day's work and he came down. Then it should have said earlier. Is Rashi mefarish? That's why Rashi explains as kavanas because of his nish to the tzelam as ve'yered maseis achatas. The point of this pasuk is not just to tell us that he finished from having done. He finished his work. As a rod endik the avodah. Nor rather what the pasuk is trying to say ve'yered ma'alam is beyach. The point here is that the pasuk says now he came down from the mizbeach. What's now? The Pesach is listening to Zogun. The Pesach is trying to tell us that only now after he finished his bracha did he come down from the Mizbeach. And it's as if the Pesach would have said it this way. As if it would have spelled out. He came down from the Mizbeach. And then what the Pasuk says after that, from having done the Chattas and so on, that is only there to explain what was he doing on Mizbech to begin with. In other words, the Pasuk is trying to say like this. He finished the, the Korm Chattas, he gave the Bracha, and then he came down from the Mizbech. And then the Pasuk concludes 
what was he doing up there on the Mizbeach? Of course he was up there for the Karmachatos Eulah V'Shlamin. But the, it's not that he now concluded doing the Chatos. He concluded doing the Chatos earlier. He gave the Bracha and then he came down. But the reason he went up there to begin with was for the Chatos. And so on. As if to say, and it's not as if Aaron went up on the Mizbeach in order to give the Bracha. He needed a high place to stand. So he stood on the Mizbeach in order to give the Bracha. No. He went up there for the Karmachatas. While he was up there, after he finished all these bracha, all these uh, Karbanas, he felt the need to give a Bracha, which was to give a Bracha about all these Karbanas that he had just brought to convey his blessing that they should have the desired effect. Tess. Based on all this, we can understand that from Pirish Rashi, that from the way Rashi puts it here, there's no way to know what his opinion is, at least from the perspective of Pshat. In regards to the question of when Birchas Kainim should take place in the future, throughout the years. Is the proper is the birchas kainim done before he burnt the k'tayrus or after he burnt the uh, sorry the the uh, the evarim the the body parts of the carbon oil of the carbon tamid so he did that on the mizbeach when do he do the birchas kainim did he do that should that be done before the burning of the body parts or should it be done after the conclusion of the burning of the body parts which could, uh, according to some, could be learned from these psukim, when did he give the bracha, in regards to, like when he finished, so in other words, after he finishes burning the, uh, the karbanas, only then is the time of bracha eskayinim, but from Rashi there's no way to be, to have a conclusive opinion, because when Rashi says here, that he was giving bracha eskayinim, is nisht evkiyim mitzvah bracha eskayinim, He's not referring to the formal mitzvah of Birchus Kayinim. Nor as Aaron not Isaacim Tzazagna de Bracha. But that rather that Aaron was giving a personal Bracha unrelated to the actual mitzvah of Birchus Kayinim. When could you say that we could look to these psukim? And from these psukim it would seem that whether the order is that he gave the Bracha first and then he uh, burnt the, the body parts, or the, for, he first burnt the body parts and then he gave the Bracha. That could come into the question from these psukim, but that is all dependent on that this was formal birchas kainim. But since Rashi doesn't say that this was formal birchas kainim, it was not. It was a personal bracha. That the rather it was a bracha that was specific to that day to bring down Ashras Ashkina after the work he had done as a conclusion to this very unique Aveda that happened only that one time in the Beis HaMikdash on the eighth day so therefore there's no way to apply this to when should Birchus Kainim be in the future because this was not Birchus Kainim but on the other hand, so that's one point that this was uh, specific to that day. But on the other hand, even though it's true that the word, the, uh, the bracha baron was specific to that day, it's true that it's not birchas kayanim, which continues on in a different way. But this bracha also has a, an impact on the future generations as well. Because the Aveda that Aaron did, which this bracha is the conclusion to that Aveda, that Aveda is what caused the Shechina to come back down amongst the Yidin after the Eagle. After the Shechina had removed itself over the sins that they had committed. So now it came down. In an oifnas from them demolt on gefinzel the shchina betachtein and afka ifstendik, and in a way that from then on the shchina is always down here in this world, forever. Hotn shtendik dem kayach, and therefore we always have the kayach from birchas aron from this blessing that he gave, because this is something that caused 
that a situation which would continue forever, that the Shekhinah should be down here. So therefore we now also have the Kayach from that Bracha, even at night when you can't have Birchus Kayinah. And I feel the bechutz l'aretz even outside of Eretz Yisrael, who's in shtok and she is kapayim b'chol yom, where there isn't duchening on a daily basis, only on Yom Tov. When zigid dem kayach, and this bracha gives us the ability, the strength to durgen and cheshch ha'golus to be able to navigate the darkness of the golus. Bis to uftan nocham al dem gilishchina until we are able to bring about once again that the Shekhinah should be revealed to us, and Hashem should come down and dwell amongst us, in the Beis HaMikdash Shlishi, as it pertains to the third Beis HaMikdash, that should be built speedily in our days.